Deeply Discussing Movie Podcast. Every week we discuss a movie and then one of us suggests the next movie for us to watch and discuss. All these movies are available from the major streaming services so that you can participate right along with us. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. Joining me tonight is Alicia Walker. Hello. Christine Deacon. Hello. Josh Dean. Hi there. And Nathan McKinney. Hi there. And tonight's suggestion was The Ice Storm from Alicia. IMDb says that in suburban New Canaan, Connecticut, 1973, middle-class families experimenting with casual sex and substance abuse find their lives beyond their control. That's a grammatically incorrect sentence, but that's what it is. (laughs) Um, But first, we're going to talk about what we've been watching lately. Uh, Josh, how about you? What have you been watching lately? I watched a good movie on HBO Max called No Sudden Move. Um, It's Steven Soderbergh's new movie. Um, Yeah, it's got Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro are the That's in my watch list, and... Every time I notice it in my watch list, I think, nah, not right now. <laughs> I, I I don't know what it is, but it, it seems interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know if like the thumbnail just bums me out every time I see it or what, but <laughs> is well, it good? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's uh it's not um it's a Soderbergh heist movie or crime movie, but it's not a Ocean's Eleven type movie. Um uh, a couple of guys are hired to babysit a family while some illegal shit goes down. Mm. And of course things spiral out of control. Um, David Harbor, John Hamm, uh, a surprise guest and uh, some <laughs> other uh, good actors pop up in it. Um, but uh, yeah, if you like uh, crime thrillers set in the fifties, um, it's uh, it's worth a watch for sure. Just tell me now if it's Marie in the July. It is not Miranda July. She it is doesn't not. show up. No. Okay. It is the not. whole thing. We watched it too. The whole thing is filmed with this weird bug eye lens look. Yeah, it's like the wide whole angle yeah. movie. It's yeah, weird. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we watched it right. together, and I was like, I couldn't tell if it was just because my eyes were slightly dilated from the medication I'm taking, or if the lens was weird. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. The lens was uh, weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah I kind of did the same thing. That. that was actually... <laughs> I was going to possibly talk about that this week, too, and I did the same thing. We started watching. I was like, Nathan, is it just me, or is it curved on the ends here? Do we have a lens <laughs> situation, or is it my eyes? So, yeah, I did the same thing. Who's yeah. the music video director that always did that? Uh, Hype Williams? Or? Hype Williams, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Did, like, the first Busta Rhymes videos and stuff oh, like that. Right. It's always crazy wide angle. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a little bit of those videos for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, Christine, how about you? Uh, my friends and I decided this weekend to watch uh, Netflix's new movie, Gunpowder Milkshake. Uh, and that was an interesting movie to watch. It definitely was like, okay, we're going to do sort of like a John Wick movie, but with a female lead and kind of kick it off that way. Um, Jillian, uh, Karen Jillian was the lead in that one. And uh, it was an interesting movie, uh, definitely more comedic than I thought it was going to be. They definitely played really hard into the comedic aspect of it where 
John Wick was trying to be definitely a more serious movie, but I always found those movies to be funnier than they were supposed to be. Uh, this one definitely lays into the comedy of it. Uh, uh, and then there were some pretty kick-ass librarians in the movie as well, and I definitely <laughs> thought they were right. the best part of the movie. So if you love kick-ass librarians, definitely check out this movie. And who doesn't? Exactly. Um, Nathan, how about you? <laughs> uh, we, we've been digging a lot into some, some older black and white movies. Uh, that, that might be a running theme for us. I don't know. But uh, one of the ones that we just watched, I got to say, this was like one of the better ones we've watched. Um, it's called Merrily We Go to Hell. Um, and it's, it's actually on Criterion. It stars uh, Sid- Sylvia Sidney, Frederick March. This is like right on the edge, like 1932, right before the um, uh, code. Case code. And actually, this movie, it, according to the docs that are with it, may have had a lot to do with the code in the first place. This was like the trigger movie. Um, so this movie is about uh, a couple who there's kind of a well-to-do woman and she is at a party with a bunch of boring well-to-do people and she meets on the rooftop in this like kind of secluded area uh, of the party this drunk ass but somewhat charming gentleman who fancies her and uh, runs away with her heart and through the course of the movie they get married quickly and he stays sober a lot of the movie but he (laughs) has some problems getting back on the alcohol. And when he does, he gets very flirtatious and he has an on again, off again romance with a former co-star or something. Cause he's a writer. So he wrote a play or something that this gal was in. And uh, so he has this off screen romance with this other gal and uh, she finds out about it and they decide to play swingers uh, instead of, divorcing or breaking up it's not really to her satisfaction she's mostly doing it just to kind of play along and and be a modern wife um but it's pretty great and i think what's really awesome about it is especially if you've got the criterion make sure you watch the documentary about the director um this is one of the earliest female directors out there um she was pretty uh way ahead of her time her name was uh, Dorothy, Dorothy Arzner, and she's. It's a great little story about just the director. I almost thought that was maybe better than the movie itself, and it made me appreciate the movie even more than I already did. So, well, you may have to watch the Criterion version because uh, it is available nowhere. So, <laughs> um, that would be the that would be the way to do it. Would be to well, buy the Criterion version. You know, Barnes and Noble does their twice a year fifty percent off sale. This one's totally worth the 20 bucks. If it's in print, sure. (laughs) (laughs) We just bought it. That's true. So, yeah. It's how Criterion rolls sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. um, So, I wanted to talk about, speaking of things that are hard, if not impossible to find, um, one of my favorite shows of all time is a little Swedish-Danish production called The Bridge, um, the original title is Braun slash Broen, which is how you say the word bridge in both Swedish and Danish. Um, it's a Nordic noir series. Uh, there's four seasons of it. Um, it's right up there with 
the Millennium Trilogy, the girl that played with the dragon tattoo, that mm. series. Um, and and um, I would go so far as to say that, um, you know, the Swedish version of the Millennium Trilogy movies are very good. Um, but as far as television and stuff goes, this is probably the greatest uh, of the Nordic Noirs that I've seen. Uh, there's longer ones. There's uh, ones that are a little bit more sort of uh, episode of the wiki or that kind of thing. If if you're more into that, but uh, yeah, I it would be between this and Wallander as to which one's the best. Um, but the bridge is miraculously on Hoopla now, and so you can watch it for free. Uh, at least the first three seasons are up there and uh the fourth season so they they made four seasons over an eight-year period and some of the breaks are longer than others the fourth one was was the most delayed it's highly unlikely that they will make a fifth but at the end of every season one of the nice things about this show is that the show could easily end at the end of each season Right. Like there's no unanswered questions, but then they do find a way to bring you back and bring you in um, for more. And one of the reasons I compare it to uh, the Millennium Trilogy, besides it being another, you know, Nordic noir type of storyline, is that it also has a protagonist who is at least as interesting, if not more interesting than the crimes themselves. Uh, in the character of Sega Norin, uh, who is a, she's the Swedish half of this special case that they're working in the first season. Um, she has uh, ASD and it makes her, they don't use it like she has superpowers because of ASD, but she has really good detective skills and extremely poor people skills. Um, kind of like a, a more curt, less polite Sherlock Holmes type character. So uh, that's the bridge. It's like I said, the first three seasons are on hoopla. Um, maybe the fourth will come out eventually somewhere. Um, I was able to watch the first three a while back on the SVN channel on Amazon, which is a really weird, like remote uh, European uh, network that has a lot of Swedish, Danish shows, also French, um, some other stuff like that. But I quickly burned through all of the stuff I was interested in on there. So uh, it's nice to have it on on Hoopla for free. Um, so that's that's my very very strong recommendation is that you check out the bridge. Um, there's also a U.S. remake or not remake, but sort of a retooling of it where they use the southern U.S. and Mexico as the two neighboring cities and kind of tell a similar story. But it's all very much changed and updated and and redrawn around the politics of those two countries versus what what goes on between you know Sweden and Denmark are very friendly with each other, and the U.S. and Mexico are 
not so much. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I actually saw maybe two, three episodes of the American version and was like, eh, this is, yeah. you know, what I was hoping it would be. And I'd heard about the Scandinavian version and just, you know, hadn't gotten into that yet. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very cool. I would I would recommend it. So, Alicia, how about you? What have you been watching? Uh, well, I also watched No Sudden Moves, and so I was actually going to maybe talk about that, but uh, we watched, you're fine, Josh. I also saw your pick from last week and was like, yes, I want to see Summer of Soul. Good job. Okay, so uh, we also watched the movie um, The Palm Beach Story. So that's uh, Preston Sturgis' uh, film, and a lot of you guys might know Preston Sturgis. He, he did a lot of comedies in the um, 30s, 40s, mostly probably 40s was more his heyday. And they're really uh, kind of like, he didn't do His Girl Friday, but it's got that really fast dialogue that's got mm. lots of little witty zingers just all in there embedded, which is always great. So, uh, and sometimes a little bit untraditional in the chronology or the telling of the story. So I had seen quite a few of his, but I thought I had seen the Palm Beach story and I had not. And it's got Claudette Colbert and Joel McRae in it. Uh, and it, it it kind of grabs you right from the beginning. So because at the beginning you see this like madcap wedding uh, at the beginning, and like somebody's tied up in a closet and trying to kick out of a closet, and some woman's fainting on the phone, and and then this sudden wedding happens, and then the credits kind of come on, like the title comes up, and then you're watching the movie, and the story really you're watching this whole movie going, what does this have to do with the beginning? Like this whole little, you know, cold open, so to speak, in a way, you don't really find out anything about what that was until the last 30 seconds maybe of the whole film, which is mm. super fun. It's just like a little throw in at the end. Oh, by the way, that's what that whole thing was at the beginning. But essentially it's a story of this marriage uh, of these two people that really do love each other, but they're not doing well, especially financially. And so uh, the wife knows she's hot as Claudette Colbert is. And so she knows that she can get stuff if needed. So essentially suggests to her husband, we should get a divorce. I love you dearly. We should get a divorce. You can be like my brother because you know what? Like I'll make money for us and that will help pay for stuff that you need. And I'll find a nice, you know, I'll find a nice rich guy. So who they set up legs. a con relationship basically. Well, I mean, it's not, they're not really trying to play people. She's very, she is very open when she meets guys that she's wanting to marry a millionaire. That's essentially okay. what she wants. So, uh, and and she meets a millionaire and it gets a little, almost some like it hot-ish or something there for a while. And then, you know, it's just, it, it's the one-liners and kind of this brute honesty about all this stuff. And of course, as you can imagine, the predictability, they do get back together at the end, but it's it's a lot of fun the whole way through. So it, it's, it's only, it's not even an hour and a half long. It like rolls fast. It sews everything up really quickly, quicker than you think. And you're like, oh, well, that was delightful. So it's, it's kind of fun little, you got a short amount of time. You just want to have, you know, some laughs and see some interesting fashions and, you know, and kind of tongue in cheek references to kind of the mores of the time. It's a good time. Sounds good. It looks like that one is uh, streamable. So that's Yay. a good one to check out good. as well. Uh, so um, we watched a movie this week. It's called The Ice Storm. Alicia selected it for us. Um, had anyone not seen it before? Just Christine. Okay. <laughs> this tends to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, you were how old in 97? I was, stop. 
I was stop, six. Dale. I was six <laughs> years old. So not watching R-rated <sighs> movies. No, um, I was not. Go right ahead. Tell us what you think <laughs> of the Ice Storm. I thought it was good. I liked how, uh, you know, when you go into a movie called The Ice Storm, you're thinking, okay, it's going to be about a literal ice storm happening. Uh, but it had a lot to do with the uh, aspect of their marriage and everything going into uh, what seems to be a break in their marriage. Uh, things are not looking good between this couple at all. Uh, he's cheating on her and everything and like uh the kids can definitely sense it uh i told josh when i was watching this movie i was like are we gonna call each other charles now i like that aspect of it the <laughs> two siblings i was like so is everybody gonna call each other charles on the podcast tonight um so uh, what do you want to do charles that's fine. <laughs> yes charles want to take a bath yes um so i i liked those little aspects of it and uh it kind of made me i i had to step back a little bit from it i i have a bit of a trigger when it comes to uh uh the child uh child child danger not endangerment well endangerment yes but um the child sex things sex things yes <laughs> sorry i had to like the christina ricci scene yes the christina ricci scene yes um yeah that's pretty I, uncomfortable yes um that's a little bit of a sensitive topic for me um and i was not aware of it at all so it was a little bit of a, it was a big surprise for me um and uh, I just had to step back for a moment and catch my breath a little bit. Uh, but after I got past that, uh, it was an interesting movie to watch, and I enjoyed the. Uh, I enjoyed watching it, and I'm glad I did watch it. So. Okay, that's cool. Josh, how about you? Yeah, so this was my third time watching this movie, maybe. Um, I I like this movie in general. Um, Ang Lee, uh, still a few years before the Hulk, uh, so I uh, <laughs> was still enjoying his uh, his movies at this point. Um, I uh, The performances, I felt like, were very solid all the way around. Our second Joan Allen performance, uh, hit in a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I had the same thought <laughs> like, right. as soon as it started up. I was like, Oh, we're doing a Joan Allen a thon. She's the mom again. She she's is, the mom yeah. again. But she's always amazing. Oh, oh sure. yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Could watch her every week. I said last <laughs> week that I need to see her in more stuff. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. She's great. You got um, your wish. Yeah. Um, Kevin Klein, uh, also a big fan of his his work. Um, his weirdly stilted uh, performance in this and his uh, ascot wearing. Um, <laughs> I uh, I really enjoy on what he point ascot. To. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, oddly enjoyable. Um, Sigourney Weaver's just ice cold performance in this. Um, just uh, amazing to watch. I think I don't think I've seen her in a role like this before. To be honest. Um, 
I, I think she's probably done roles like this before, but this was my first time seeing Kind of like in uh, the uh, Chappie. I haven't it's seen Kind it. of a similar character in that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the uh, also the Fantastic Four, Tobey Maguire comic book connection at the beginning. I, as a comic book geek, I was very happy uh, that that sets up the themes of the movie um, through the Fantastic Four. Um, for a guy who says he doesn't like comic books, he shows up in comic book movies quite a bit. So, um, yeah. Uh, I also, as a guy who always confused Elijah Wood and Tobey Maguire, this was a very helpful Same. movie. Me, yeah. too. <laughs> Me too. I, I couldn't tell them apart in this movie. It's <laughs> a massive what problem for me. They do very similar roles. They do. Yeah, they look absolutely. the same. They look exactly the same. I thought more One people, wears glasses, the other doesn't. I thought more people uh, messed up Toby Maguire and Daniel, or not Toby Maguire, Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh. everybody for the lightning scar. That's yeah. Everybody is always like, "Wait, you were in Harry Potter?" And they're like, "No, I was in Lord of the Rings." And like. <laughs> Yeah, poor Frodo in this one too. Yeah. He uh yeah. Um <laughs> that, Speaking of lightning scars. Uh, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh that shot where his dead body's just sliding down the hill is uh heartbreaking. Hilarious. Um, and oh. hilarious. Um but uh, it made me laugh. Just <laughs> oh jeez. Um yeah, but uh, the ice storm. I don't. The the IMDb said substance abuse was a big part of this. Um, is that mm. what you? They said dealing with sex and substance abuse in the seventies. Well, well, Toby McGuire tries to drug the boy so that he can ha- get oh. on with Katie. They roll Holmes. some doobies. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, okay. There were a lot the, of there's alcohol. Alcohol was yeah. a major substance getting abused. There's there. a Definitely. lot of stuff that the IMDb synopsis talks about that uh, really you feel cheated if that's what you went into the movie expecting. <laughs> I wanted to see some hardcore drug use. Uh, the one thing I was wondering is what would Toby Maguire have done if he hadn't had to catch that train at the end? Um, would he have been a good guy or a bad guy um, at, at that moment? Cause if he hadn't had to catch the train and there's the girl of his dreams passed out in front of him, I had a bad feeling about what was going to happen next, but uh, yeah, luckily we don't have to find out. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, well, she face planted into his crotch. So exactly. Yeah. He, I guess he had plenty of opportunities to do horrible things, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. The performance is all the way around. Uh, I like this movie. I've always liked this movie. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to um, love this movie. Um but easy to appreciate, I feel like. Okay. Nathan, how about you? Um, I'm a little bit ahead of Josh. I've probably seen this maybe five, six times. Uh, but it had been about a good solid 12 years maybe or so since I'd seen it the last time. Um, I, I mean, I keep watching it because I love this one. Um, I This was the first time I watched it and caught the double meaning of the ice storm mm. itself because everybody is icing each other out the whole movie and that's kind of the theme and i think that that playing into you know what was going on uh in politics and they kind of hint at that a little bit with some scenes where they're watching tv and richard nixon's lying through his teeth and uh you know christina ricci's character is super invested in him to the point that she puts a 
freaking mask of him on. Yeah. yeah, and you know, gets hostile at the Thanksgiving prayer, you know, about the Indians and stuff, which, you know, nowadays is just normal for a lot of people, but back yeah. in 1973 that was something special. So, um, you know, I think this is super well cast. Um, you you kind of mentioned Kevin Klein's still to performance. I think that's primarily because he's playing kind of a wooden character to begin with. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think he's great in it. Um, Sigourney Weaver, of course, is great. This is a really early appearance of um, uh, Katie the, Holmes. The, no, well, yeah, that too. But the uh, it was her first her, year of acting. West Wing gal. What's her name? Uh, Allison. Jones. Allison Janney, Janney. and mm-hmm. she's great in it. Even back then. Um, just everything about this movie is great. I, 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 and you know, you were kind of saying how funny it was him sliding down. Well, of course it's funny after you watch him threatening death, you know, laughing in its face for about 20 minutes, you know, jumping up and down on that stupid diving God, board and sliding crazy. down the street around the corner and you know, of course someone's going to die in this movie. This movie has that tone all the way through it. It becomes super obvious that that's who it is eventually, but I kind of feel like it has that tone. Like if you're not, familiar with the movie you might sit there and guess the whole way movie it, like who's going to die at the end of this because someone's going to die from all this crap but yeah anyways i just i love that movie it's great cool well this was my second time seeing it um i remember seeing it in the early 2000s and enjoying it um enjoying it more than i thought i would um i kind of thought i knew what the plot of this movie was going to be and it's really not um i had figured that um, one, the key party thing would be a a much bigger part of the plot than it is Um, that it wouldn't just be sort of a a 20 minute interlude before the last half hour. Uh, And I also thought that it was going to be something where because these people are stranded in weird mismatched couples that they were going to make a bunch of discoveries about each other or, some pair that are cheating were going to be caught. Like I thought that's how Joan Allen was going to find out about Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein being together. Um, but like all of that business is taken care of long before they get there. And so it adds this whole other weird energy to the, the party thing. Um, so I think, uh, it's, it's, it's weird in that, uh, it's an ensemble movie for the most part, but I feel like it, like the movie's not like particularly instructive about like which characters to, to focus on. They just kind of all do different stuff. And I think that's another thing where like with the, uh, the synopsis totally lets you down. It's like, you know, their lives beyond their control because of casual sex and substance abuse. And it's like, well, no, that's out of control because of all the stuff they're doing long before the ice storm, long before the key party. Like it's, it's all a mess anyway. Um, I had sort of a weird, like, like super duper first world problems uh, issue with this movie (laughs) that, There's just, it's so much like, oh, white people in Connecticut have it rough, huh? You know, um, that kind of thing. Um, I agree that the whole uh, Christine Ricci uh, 
not sex, but but weird behavior thing is is really creepy. I think it's interesting that it's gender swapped from the way it would normally be plotted in a movie. Um, I think I, I don't think that makes it less creepy, but I think it's interesting that they made that choice um, to do it in that direction. Um, she was not 18 when she made this movie. Um, interesting stuff. And the, the kid certainly wasn't the boy um, who I don't know his name. I don't know what uh, treatment center he's in these days. But um, uh, I did write a bunch of, of notes down. Um, a lot of these are sort of jokes because I was kind of riffing the movie, which is why I laughed when the body was going down. Uh, not riffing it because it was bad, but riffing it because I pretty much knew what happened and there's plenty of space for it. So um, I I also watched the trailer uh, on Amazon before I watched this. And instead of a trailer, Amazon just shows you like a weird 90 second segment of the movie. And it's like early on in the movie where Sigourney Weaver's at the house and Elijah Wood spills the wine and she's like rubbing at Kevin Klein's crotch and then they go into the kitchen and she and Joan Allen are kind of being nasty to each other. Or Joan Allen's being nasty. Scorny Weaver's trying to like help clean up. And so as soon as I saw that purple cat suit that she was wearing, I was like, I don't remember that. And I feel like I would have remembered that. Um, and then when I watched the movie, I was like, yeah, did she borrow it from Rick James or like, where did she get it? <laughs> um uh, I wrote down gratuitous pan flute. <laughs> so much pan flute going so on. Flute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Elijah Wood's Pac-Man kiss. Yes. Yeah. He, he tries to I eat the that. whole jaw off yep. her face. You definitely. Um, those awful goddamned ice trays. <laughs> that I just love make those a mess. ice trays, but they tear your skin off. But they're fantastic. <laughs> um do. I wrote that uh, any girl in a Nixon mask is a hard pass. Um, oh, hi, Allison Janney. Sometimes the shepherds need the company of the sheep. You. Ugh. Ugh. I, I love that that's like his exit from the movie. He's like, and yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Like we all like everybody thought like, oh, she's going to be into that guy at the key party. He's like, nope. Um. When does the couple from eating Raul show up again? <laughs> uh, the Katie Holmes head first scene is exactly how she met Tom Cruise. Ooh. And uh, Toby Maguire's narration is like Friedrich Nietzsche's day off. You know, we, we, we had this on Blu-ray, so we watched the trailer just out of curiosity Honestly, the way the trailer makes it look, you would be watching Father of the Bride. Yes. It was mm. so corny. Upbeat, lively pan flute. Here's music. a family that you're going to love. Yeah. I don't think they knew how to Everyone's market this movie. Everyone's home for Thanksgiving. What? I'm sure they didn't know how to market this movie back well, in 97. I mean, Batman no. and Robin came out that year, for God's sake. So. Titanic came out that year. Yeah. Um, and this was the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, Alicia, put us out of our misery or your misery. Uh, tell us why we watched the ice storm. 
well, actually, Dale, much like you, I have only seen it now twice. Uh, I had seen it once. I don't think I saw it in the theater. I think I saw it when it came to video not long after. Uh, I didn't remember hearing a lot about it when it was out in the theater, but I checked it out later and, and re I remembered really liking it. I remembered a lot of the people in it, uh, but I didn't really remember a lot of what happened outside the basic, basic plot points. So I definitely wanted to revisit it. Um, I am not a huge Sigourney Weaver fan as a rule, which is somewhat scandalous to a lot of people. Yeah, that's, but, that's not cool. Sorry. Um, I like her in this. <laughs> I like her in this. I, I think I, I got like an overload and saw her in too many things that I kind of felt like she was a similar character. So I don't know. I, I have a thing. She's in my crawl. That's all I can say. But she's really good in this. Uh, and I love Kevin Klein and I love Joan Allen. I'll watch anything that they're in practically just because I think they're great and we don't get to see enough Kevin Klein anymore. So it's always uh, a pleasure to see something with him in it. Um, I, I really like... Uh, the production of this, I love uh, Sense and Sensibility, which is very different, but also a drama um, that Ang Lee did uh, before this. And so um, I kind of like how he handles dramas a lot more than the Hulk. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and there's other stuff he's done that I really like, but I think it's interesting that he tries a lot of different things with a lot of movies. And it doesn't seem like this would be one that would be Ang Lee in some ways, if you know some of his later stuff. But uh, I really like the drama of it. I really like uh, seeing these individuals be really, uh, how would you say, bored with life, I guess. Bored with their situation. They're they're doing other things. They're trying other things. Joan Allen's sees her daughter riding a bike, so she wants to ride a bike. And she wants to shoplift at the pharmacy or what, you know, something different from what she's usually doing. Um, I loved kind of that 70s backdrop with this. I thought that was great. I, uh, the key party, I agree. Like, I thought it would be a lot more of the movie. I thought it was a lot more of the movie when I was trying to remember back, and it's really not. But uh, watching it again, I'm super creeped out about the mom bringing her son to the key party. I don't know <laughs> what was up with that. And then they both sit on the couches opposite each other and see who they draw. I mean, <laughs> what is that really? I want to know the movie on that. Like, I want to see that family's story. But um, so that was really interesting. But I like all those close-ups every time they crack the ice out of the skin removal uh, ice ice tray and you know, they always show lots of close-ups of food, which was actually bad because I was really hungry when we watched this. So I kept turning to Nathan going, ooh, that looks good. You know, like, we should go get a snack. But um, <laughs> I like just how they used a lot of these little close-ups of things as they're switching scenes and stuff like that, kind of breaking it up, you know, into and, and bring us into kind of a new thing that's happening. And Elijah Wood was a shit show. Like, he... <laughs> everything anytime he was on the screen I was like what is up with this kid like and you know and I kind of thought there was going to be something and I was like did that happen and I forgotten I thought maybe Elijah Wood was not his dad's kid if that makes I mean that wouldn't be his dad but you know what I'm saying like when the dad is talking to uh, Sigourney Weaver Sandy I think it was the dad's name when when he's talking to Sigourney Weaver's character and he's like he must get that from me that like he's kind of, you know, in the clouds all the time or whatever. And she has this look on his face, on her face, kind of like, well, like it made me think, oh, maybe that's not, maybe that's not his kid. So I had like a thought there for a minute that we were going to get into some plot where it turned out she'd had an affair with some other guy, or maybe Kevin Klein had been an old flame and they'd rehashed it or something. And that was his kid. I don't know. I kind of thought it might go there for a while, but 
He was just, when he's trying to catch the football and he just like stops and then it just flies by him, you know? And then when he goes out in the ice storm, I was just a wreck. I, when he's on that diving board, I'm like, oh my God, what are you, idiot? What are you doing? And he's slip sliding everywhere in the concrete pool. I thought that was how he was going to go. You but, knew they had to have a hoot when they were filming that. I'm sure he was like holding something up because it was like a shot below his waist kind of thing. So he was just probably sitting there going, Well, they never you know, show what's below him. God, it looks So scary. I'm sure there was a <laughs> giant foam crash pad under there. Right, right. Yeah. But that that was... God, I can't do, I can't watch that again. Yeah. His speech <laughs> about when you're smelling things, you're smelling molecules that, that still goes through my head every time I'm in a public <laughs> restroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> molecules you, equals you're oh, eating shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. He's got his, all, his whole dialogue, the whole movie's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It's got this kind of like weird philosophical take on bizarreness. Well, mm-hmm. and the look on his face all the time in this movie is kind of like whenever Frodo slips the ring on and he's like, <laughs> like yeah. in the in like the white world or whatever. I'm like, that's him this whole movie. Like that's the look on his face. Well, he kind of gets like hyper fixated on molecules. So I kind of think maybe he had some kind of autism that just was undiagnosed. Yeah, I think today we would be like, mm, yeah, spectrum kid for sure. Yeah. But back then, they're like, who's the weird kid? Like, Yeah, exactly. Knows. And that's why Christina Ricci chose his younger brother. Oh, my yeah. God. And, yeah. Wasn't she in the grade with that kid, though? Weren't they in, like, orchestra together? Because that, that kid was looking down they're her pants. They're in middle school. Like, it, looks, it looks like together, probably. Yeah. yeah. Seventh, maybe he's a sixth grader, and she's a four, she's 14. They say that in the movie. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to think too much about it. The yeah. age of discovery. Yeah, it's just something that's happening over here that's super <laughs> yeah. weird. But yeah, I mean, I think the more I would watch this movie, the more I would kind of focus in on a lot of these individual characters and kind of what's going on with them and what's their motivation of, you know, what's happening. So yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's a movie. I, I still like it. Um, it's, uh, um, I didn't, like it as much as I remembered liking it, but I still think it's, I still think it's worth seeing. Um, and I think, you know, based on my experience, it was more fun the first time. Maybe that will hold true for other people, but Nathan's watched it a bunch and Josh has watched it a few times. So, um, I don't know, maybe the third time's the charm, um, <laughs> turn me back around or odd number of viewings is the right number. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, Christine, it's your turn to pick the next movie for us to watch. What would you like for us to see? Yes, I would like us to watch Atlantic City, 1980 film. Uh, The synopsis is, in a corrupt city, a small-time gangster and the estranged wife of a pot dealer find themselves thrown together in an escapade of love, money, drugs, and danger. That's it for us. Thanks, everybody, for the discussion on the ice storm. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you on the next Deeply Discussing Movie Podcast.